Hey everyone, welcome to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted, it's time to rock and roll. Hey Ted, today we have uh, Miss Cinewall Athletic Director Chance Young. How we doing, man? Guys, I- I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on. No, we're excited that you accepted to come uh, hang out in the dingy garage. Yeah, glad to. <laughs> it's yeah. not that dingy. Yeah. Ted's pretty. We try to keep it clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this this will be a good one. I, I hope your wife don't expect you home for <laughs> right at least ninety minutes. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> whatever you need, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Mister Young, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure, the origins of Chance Young. Yeah, yeah. Well, born and raised in Gas City. Um, sure. Graduated from Miss Cinewa in, in nineteen ninety four, uh, which doesn't seem that long ago, but I know uh, it, it's uh, <laughs> longer than I want it to be for sure. Um, but my parents both grew up here, uh, you know, just been really blessed to have family kind of around and, and here when I left Mississinawa in 1994, I, I love my time at Mississinawa. I, I love the people I was around, the people that I, the teachers, the coaches, um, the people that were, uh, I interacted with on a daily basis. But when I left, I thought, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy that comes back. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with that, obviously, but I'm that guy that came back, and, and I'm certainly glad that I did. Um, but when I left left Mississinawa, I went to Manchester College at the time. It was Manchester College. I was there for four years and had a great experience and loved it there. Um, I, then I was lucky enough uh, when I student taught in the spring at Southwood High School, the teacher that I student taught for, he, he was retiring that uh, same spring that I student taught, so I had a uh, whatever it is, a, a 10 or 12 week uh, interview process at Southwood, um, and they were dumb enough to to offer me a, a job and uh, taught there and coached there for four years. Um, and then again, uh, just opportunities ha- uh, opened up here at Mississinawa, and I felt led to come back um, and have obviously loved my time here and glad. And I felt like it's been a, a great move for me and my family. Um, and it's just been a, a true blessing to be able to to be back here and. Um, and be able to hopefully have an impact on others that that I had when I was growing up here. Yeah. He's got a real youthfulness to him, doesn't he? I don't know about that. (laughs) Everybody's got youthfulness when they're around me. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I see him running all over Gas City in the summertime, just out for a light jog. How many miles do you do a day? Not very many. Not very many. It looks are deceiving. Wait, wait. What's not very many to you? <laughs> not, not um, hey, I, for a while, you know, I really enjoy. I, I never thought I would. I never thought that I would enjoy running. I hated running yeah. growing up. I wasn't a fan of it. Um, but just I, as I got older, I wanted to stay in shape um, and, and enjoy kind of just some time to – uh, you know, listen to the music that I wanted to listen to, kind of think about <laughs> yeah. some things. Um, and, and this sounds like a, a total kind of meathead uh, response, but, you know, I enjoyed coaching and having played and then coached in, in, in different sports. And, you know, the, that competitiveness, Yeah, I don't know. I, I missed it. Um, and so when I would run, you know, certainly competing against myself, and I enjoyed that part of it. Um, I have not uh, ran as much as I wanted to in the last few years. Had a, uh, you know, my knees were bothering me, my back was bothering me, but uh, I, I do enjoy running, and, yeah. and I, and it's something that uh, I wish I had more time to do. You know, I, I, within like the past what Ted month, 
I finally started getting back into running. So I've been getting up at like 4.30. Sure. Uh, having a cup of coffee, get my dog ready. And it's dark. I mean, it's real dark. And I just do a 5K. Yeah. And uh, it's that first mile. Yeah, for sure. The first mile, I'm mad at myself. I'm like, well, I'm going to hit the end of the block. And I'm, I'll walk a little bit. And then by the time I get there, I'm like, no, just a little bit yeah. farther, just to that light pole. Yeah. Get there, okay. Now, now, just to Northview, right. right. you know, a little bit of that. One stuff. more step, yeah, yeah, one more yeah. Step. Yep. yeah. I get that. Um, but we wanted to get you here because we see you all over, <laughs> and there's no way there's just one of you. <laughs> all right. So what's a busy day look like for an athletic director named Chance Young? Yeah, sure. No, (laughs) you know, and I love it. I love being all over. I love being able to watch our kids compete. Um, I I love uh, seeing our kids, the the, the highs and the lows, you know, and trying to help them celebrate the highs and uh, work through the lows. Yeah. Um, And certainly that's that's the benefit of of this job. And, And, you know, I... I am not a one-man army, that's for sure. I've yep. got a lot of people, um, Just again, just blessed that I have so many people that, that are willing to help, you know, starting from the top with, with, you know, our board and Mrs. Winter, you know, and all the way down to, um, you know, the custodians that we work with, you know, every day to help the facilities look nice. Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I definitely get more credit than I deserve because there, it's, it's I'm a spoke in the wheel, and that, and that is the, the God's honest truth. You know, I'm just... Uh, really lucky to have people that around around that work with me uh, and beside me that have as much passion I think for what goes on at Mississippi Community Schools as as I do and um, you know just like any job there's some days that are busier than others <laughs> yeah. um, and and I'm you know athletic directors are not immune to that um, but certainly it's it's a job that um, you know, you definitely got to be willing to serve and have, a, I think, a servant's heart. And that's one thing that it's a great profession. And there's a lot of just great people. I know, and, you know, you talk to, to Coach Van Skyrock and, uh, you know, I think you can pick up from him right away. Um, you know, you just got to be willing to serve and ready to serve. And uh, that that's a part of the job that I that I truly love. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I, I don't think it's just the school system. This, this community really has a servant's heart. I mean, I see it more and more every year. Yeah. yeah no I mean, doubt. you know, that, that's just like this Dave Huffman thing they're doing now. They they mentioned this morning, they said that people are not going to believe the final numbers. Sure. I wouldn't be and shocked. I mean, it's, it's just, But that's it. You know, it's like, you know, you guys were talking about running and stuff, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, you know I, I've seen chance in, in the spring, you know, there's a baseball game going on, there's a softball game going on, there's a track meet going on, and there's a tennis match going on all at home. I can only imagine how many steps you put in on a day like that. You got an eye watch, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most steps you put in in a day? Um, you know, I don't check it all the time. Oh, come on, man. But, uh, I, the last time I checked, the last time I remember, it was a Friday. Football Fridays are, are tough and busy. Um, just a lot of, again, moving parts. That, And I'm not by myself out there by any means, yeah. but uh, I think it was a – over 35,000 steps oh, uh, in that day. Um, and, again, it, that's just part of the job. That's, yeah. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. You know what you're signing up for. Um, you know, and I'm not any different or better than any other AD out there. Um, and that's the one thing that I've noticed in this profession is that, um, you know, it, there, there are so many people that are willing to help um, yeah. 
uh, other ADs, uh, you know, mm-hmm. other schools, other coaches, you know, you can fill in any blank there. But, um, you know, there's no point in reinventing the wheel. Right. Um, someone out there has done it or been through it or experienced. And, um, you know, you'd really be shocked at how many emails or text messages or, or phone calls are, are out on a daily basis between, you know, just collaboration with, hey, how'd you handle this? You know, I know you went through something similar. What'd you do here? Um, you know, here's my situation, you know, what, and, and that is, that that's just such a comfort because you know, you're not alone, um, on that Island and you get great ideas from a lot of people that are smarter than me. Um, you know, I've always, I've always heard that the, the best teachers and coaches are thieves. And, uh, I, I try to steal as much stuff as I can from other people. Yeah, I mean, that's a new one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, do you guys like meet in a basement and say, I'm Chance Young? Sure. I'm an athletic director. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we don't have a secret layer, but that would be, that would be awesome if we did. Um, you know, we meet often, you know, just within our conference. Yeah. We meet about once a month, uh, about, you know, give or take, um, where we just, you know, we have an agenda and it's, and it's organized, but probably the most learning that happens is, you know, just like, again, just like I mentioned, like, hey, here's what happened last night at our, our girls' basketball game. Mm-hmm. You know, how, what would you guys do here? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we meet um, as uh, as districts. There's different districts around the state with athletic directors. We're in District Two, which covers a lot of ground. Um, and so, you know, coming up, I think it's next week. We have a meeting there. Um, it, it's called the the Indiana Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Whoa, so it's that's a, a mouthful. It's a mouthful. He did good. <laughs> I would have stuttered all over that, man. I'd have mastered it, that. Man, we're we're not smart enough to say it every time, so we call it the double I triple A. But you know, we meet on a, a twice a year with that, and again, that's a a, a bigger group. Um, but again, same thing: issues that are coming up, whether it's class sports, whether it's um, you know different rules changes that may pertain to a particular sport. Um, you know, the off season stuff it, it comes up a lot, and. Again, just just great to to one fellowship and, and to network yeah. with those people. Do you get any input on on um, some of the rule changes? You know, a lot of those come from the. It's called the National Federation of High School Sports um, yeah. and the IHSAA. They uh, they're connected uh, with the NFHS, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times that'll come from kind of a national level, and then the IHSA will adopt those. Um, I know there's. You know, they'll ask input on different things, um, especially like bylaws that pertain just to the Indiana High School Athletic okay. uh, Association. You know, we'll vote as as districts, and then uh, there is a, a, a meeting, and usually takes place in, in March, um, where we all get together and again just kind of collaborate, discuss different rules changes, and, and a lot of those come from the IHSA um, and our coaches associations. And I think that's one thing that that people. Um, you know, maybe don't know, yeah. like they think maybe there's just one person down at the IHSA making all these decisions that people either love or they hate. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times they come from our coaches' associations, like each coach or each sport will have an associate statewide association. And if they see an issue or a rule change or, um, you know, something that they think can enhance their sport, they'll propose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of goes through the, the channels um, and then ends up back at the IHSA, which we vote on. Um, and then ultimately there's a board of directors that make the final decision. But I think they do a good job of asking the input of, uh, you know, the, the day-to-day operations, yeah. the, day, the athletic directors that are kind of involved in a, in a day-to-day standpoint. And you really – you basically got a year's head start on that, right? Because they have to have all that ready yeah, and approved yeah, and yeah, put yeah. in the new rule books every year, your points of emphasis or yeah, absolutely, and yeah. stuff like that. So 
they really know more than we know a year ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, really? like, yeah, like the IHSA will uh, uh, usually in in May they'll have their kind of their their mm-hmm. in, their end of the season, and then you know bylaws yeah. that were passed or law or rule changes that were yeah. passed will then obviously apply for the next year. So we get a little bit of a heads up, yeah, um, and, and try to to communicate that with our coaches as much mm-hmm. as we can, but. Because I'm sure not all of it goes through, right? Yeah, yeah. There's things that are proposed that are not yeah. passed. Absolutely. Um, and it, again, it's a it's a process to get anything passed um, and through. Um, and yeah, there's things that uh, that I I've thought have you know maybe would be a great idea um, that haven't gone you know haven't passed or haven't been successful. And there's things that I thought. Um, you know, I, I don't know if yeah. that would mm-hmm. really work or how's that going to work for us. You know, I'm obviously worried, yeah. more worried about Miss Sinwall than I am anyone else. And uh, and they've gone through and we figured it out. But, um, yeah, you know, certainly it's it, there's a lot of moving parts, obviously, with anything. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts to get things done um, in the IHSA. And that obviously filters down to us. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I don't know, Chris Kaufman, what was he, our third, fourth guest? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And it, it was pretty neat because we was talking to him and, he mentioned to us, he said, that day he had lunch down in Indianapolis with Herb McPherson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so that, cool, yeah. A lot of connections, just, yeah. yeah. Well, and actually, our commissioner, Paul Nydig, uh-huh. who's the head of the IHSA, Herb McPherson was his coach. Oh, really? High, his basketball coach in high school, um, at, I think North Posey, uh-huh. down in southern Indiana. Wow. <laughs> um, and so he, he, that's a connection he and I have had, uh-huh. and, he, and he actually – uh, when he was assistant commissioner, and I, I was down at the IHSA for a meeting, and uh, he brought it up um, and talked about Coach McPherson, and mm-hmm. um, had a lot of great things to yep. say about him. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, you know, there's a lot. Uh, Gas City seems small, like, oh, but you, you, you yeah. as you guys know, you leave here, and you know, you can't really go just about anywhere. And people are like, well, hey, do you know so and so? Yeah, so exactly. It, it makes it fun for sure. Yeah, that was that was pretty neat when yeah. he yeah. brought that up. Yeah. But that's, you know, I won't go back to running for a minute since you guys like to run. But yeah. I, I don't like to run. <laughs> I have how, to. Long, how long has the cross-country course we're using now been? That That's amazing. It is absolutely. It's beautiful. It is. Uh, and that was all to the credit of Coach Dustin Jones. Uh-huh. He has done. And I, I, I'm just blown away at the work that he's put mm-hmm. in. Um, you know, it, it was, you know, when I was high school, I remember we had meets. And I remember mm-hmm. going to watch, you know, my peers run. And I know uh, Mike Burchett at the time, I think he was our cross-country coach, put a lot of time in. And then, you know, obviously things change with cross-country. A lot of times right. there's a lot of big invitationals. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, they, they enjoy running in those in, in different courses around the state. Um, but Coach Jones just has a passion for cross-country, and, and, man, he's put in a ton of time. Uh, so this is, I think, our third, our second year of, of being able to use it as in competition. Okay. Um, and so it, it's – I love it. I love – the elementary program that he runs mm-hmm. you look out there and you see all kinds of young kids out there running um and again hopefully you know some of them aren't going to like it um now and but you know hopefully it sticks with yeah. you mm-hmm. and you know you see that our numbers in that program continue to build as the goal yeah yeah and that's uh, like you said you don't like running and but you know you yeah, got there I, and watch I run that. to live there's a i want to <laughs> be around a long time <laughs> and, and dustin does have a there's yeah. a lot of kids out yeah. there I mean, it's yeah, just it's a great program. Unreal. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. Hey, that's something that I think is really unique because you have a few of the varsity coaches that do reach down and and, and start a – I don't – 
I'm not saying it's not a feeder system, but I'm saying it's like a developmental, fundamental system prepping these kids for what's ahead. Absolutely. And uh, I really really think that that's uh, greasing the bottleneck a little bit to to show these kids what what to expect. Uh, A friend of mine said, uh, get them hooked. Get them hooked early. Right. Nobody wants to start playing football when they're a sophomore and get, take a hit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the time you you start early, yeah. you're used to taking yeah. those hits. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's obviously important, and, and I we we meet as as a coaching staff, and mm-hmm. our, our coaches talk a lot about it. And I think the consensus with our coaches is when you know that second through fifth grade, sixth grade, like you know, we just want them to have fun, just mm-hmm. love the sport. You know, again, hopefully it catches with a few kids, and they you know they stick it out, and then. Obviously, the intensity gets a little bit more uh, ramped up as they move through junior high and then when they get to us at the high school. But, uh, yeah, just ha- have fun. Let them enjoy it. Um, you know, that's, I think that's a big part of success for any program. Yeah, making it fun. Yeah. They're kids. Absolutely. Now, wait a minute, Conrad. You opened your mouth and you uh, said that one word. Which one? Bottleneck. Bottleneck. The middle school. <laughs> Share your thoughts. Uh, which part, man? <laughs> <laughs> I think middle school's the bottleneck. Uh, I'm getting on my soapbox, yeah. Chance. Uh, <laughs> middle school's the bottleneck. Um, I think that's where kids' uh, uh, sports dreams survive and dissipate. Sure. Uh, I, I think, you know, wins and losses at the middle school, I think that's practice, you I, know. I, agree I think that. any game up until you're a, a varsity you know, getting ready to have the coach to give you your opportunity right. is practice. Absolutely. I agree and, 100%. And you know what else is practice? <laughs> These mm-hmm. games are practice for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Overcoming yeah. adversity. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, I, I've changed a lot in the past five years. Like, I'm looking at everything in a positive view. For sure. Uh, you know, uh, so, you know, I, we were talking about, uh, this kid being pulled out of being goalie to be forward. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I've seen this kid grow up and wanted the best for now. I'm like, just, I just want you to be a good person for sure. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. And, and luckily we've had some good people here to help yeah. bring that out yeah. in that kid. Yeah. So no, I, I agree. Yeah. It's tough. You know, athletics is, is, controversial yeah um, it's intense yeah it can bring out the best in people yeah and it can bring out the worst mm-hmm. in people. oh for sure um you know and we, i've been guilty it, for sure we all have we've all <laughs> yeah. had those yep. moments and yeah. i and i think you know and i have this conversation a lot like you know it, it's not rainbows and unicorns and it's tough and it's hard work <laughs> and it's it's nasty and dirty mm-hmm. and and but at the end of the day you know you're your best hope, you know, even for my own kids, and I'm speaking as a father here, you know, my son, you know, loved, I think he loves basketball. Um, but he wasn't the best player for sure. Um, and, but he was a high school kid that thought he was the best player. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's not any different. Um, but I think for him, like what we tried to do as parents is listen, man, you, you got to handle that on your own. Like it's not my job to fight for your playing time. That's, yeah. your, that's your job. 
You know, yeah. They, yeah. And, you, and you've got to – they have to learn lessons, whether that's going to talk to the coach, which is hard, mm-hmm. um, whether that's, you know, accepting your role that you think is, is maybe not the role that you envision yourself in. That's hard. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, how many times have, as adults have we done that? Mm-hmm. You know, we've mm-hmm. had to have those um, situations where maybe we thought we should have gotten this. Well, yeah. how do you handle it? And and those are things. That's the value of athletics that I that I see. Yeah. Now, certainly, it's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of negative that comes to it. But at the end of the day, you know, you want your kids to be to be kind of tough, and you want them to be able to work through things on their own and have that independence. And I think athletics teaches that um, if you do it yeah. the right way. Yeah. Uh, what what all those soft um, you know soft skills. Mm-hmm. Athletics, it, it it really does lead you right there. To no, nothing else will teach you that. You know, I uh, I played basketball up until my freshman year in, in high school, and my heart was bigger than my sure than my size, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, uh, I, I try and tell kids like still to this day, Don Daly, you know. He meant a lot to me, but there wasn't nothing that he couldn't tell me that I wouldn't do for that guy. For sure. You know, I, I mean, he was one of those coaches where I was like, you want me to go set a screen where? Gotcha. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's all, you know, prepares you for life. You Absolutely. Know? You Absolutely. S- no matter what you do in life, you're going to have a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Even the bosses have a boss. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um. So what what influenced you? What got that out in you? You know, again, I think I look back at the, the teachers and the coaches that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just really, I, I think, fortunate to – and, again, this is a perspective as a, you know, a, a guy in his 40s. You know, you looking back at the time, I probably didn't see it. Um, but just, you know, the coaches, you know, I had, you know, when I was in high school, you know, I played for Charlie Fisher, which, um, you know, again, looking back, um, you know, just the things that, you know, just – kind of show up every day, you know, keep it simple, like, let you know, let, let's just be better than the guy in front of us. You know, those things I think I learned from him. Again, at the time, I don't re- think I realized that. Yeah. Um, you know, I played for Adrian Ritchie and Brian Elliott in, in basketball um, and was just fortunate uh, to be able to play two very different personalities. Um, but, again, learned a lot from them. And then uh, when I got to college, I, again, I, I just look back at my life and I've just been so – I've been – People have been put in my life, I feel like, that have just influenced me and shaped me. I played – I was lucky enough to play for um, Steve Alford as a freshman at Manchester, and we were – we had a fantastic year. And um, Again, I wasn't smart enough at the time to kind of pick up on some of the things that, that I was going to learn from him. Um, and, and then uh, my last three years I played for a coach. His name is Dick Hunsecker. Mm-hmm. Um, he coached at Ball State for a while, mm-hmm. had kind of been around for a long time. Um, Two again, two very different individuals, um, but just people that I needed in to to bring out in me. And so I think just the combination of all those people that that have you know influenced me, and just realizing that you know I, for me it started. I loved the game of basketball. That was kind of my passion, um, and I just I, I wanted to be around the game. I wanted to be in the game. Um, I really, to be honest with you, I thought uh, my real goal was to coach in college. Um, you know, that was part of the reason I went to Manchester when Coach Alford. I thought he's not going to be there very long. You know, I'll build a relationship with him, and then I'll, you know, I'll kind of jump onto his coattails and, you know, start out as a GA and work mm-hmm. my way up in the coaching ranks. Um, 
but as I got into like teaching um, and observing, you know, the classes you take as you observe, um, and then student teaching, I just enjoyed the classroom more than I thought I would. Um, and I just felt my, again, my calling was kind of those young high school kids. Um, and so again, they, you just look at your career and, and how things have changed and people have been put in there and just, just been really blessed to be around great people, um, that have, have a passion. I've, I've picked up on their passion for young people and it's definitely rubbed off on me. We talked somewhere about that yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. You know, if you don't love working with kids, don't do it. For sure. I mean. Don't do it. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah. if you've never handled a, a gun, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> right, right. Learn how to do yeah. it first. Yeah. Don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not easy every day. That's for sure. Yeah, and right, again, it's right. not they they wear you out some days. Mm-hmm. Um, you just never know what they're going to yeah, say to you. You don't or do, but uh, <laughs> you know. But the best thing you can do is just you know love them anyway. Yeah, and yep. just and yep. just love them through the mistakes. Um, and then again, hopefully, when you send them off, they uh, you know they remember some of those lessons they learned with you. And if not, you know. At least, at least when they walk away, and this is what we said as coaches all the time. And again, I was just really lucky to be have great coaches around me. Like, you know, when I when they left, I, I really didn't care if they liked me mm-hmm. um, or us as a staff. But I wanted them to say we were coached. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted them to leave and, and feel like they learned more about the game of basketball mm-hmm. at that time than than when when they walked in. And I again, you never know, but I, I hope that was the case. That's certainly what we worked for every day. Sometimes they don't realize it until years. For sure. Yeah, right. I mean, that's later. true. That's true. Yeah. And that's. Yeah. So you played for Steve Offer for one year. Sure. That was his first stop, correct? Yes. As yeah. a college coach. It was, yeah. Now he's been in many places. Do you yeah. guys talk once or twice we a do. year? Yeah, yeah. We stay in contact. Um, again, he, for having only played for him for a year, he, he is, he's great to me. Um, he treats me better than he probably should, to be <laughs> honest with you. Again, I, I didn't know him as. In, my freshman year was his, um, I guess it was his third year at Manchester. Okay. Um, or t- he'd been there two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we had a fantastic year. Uh, we were undefeated going into the national championship game. And, again, I, I was on the bench, the biggest cheerleader that we had. Kind of, I mean, I wasn't a, a major part of what was going on. Um, I was just fortunate enough to be at the right place at the right time. But um, Coach Alford – you know, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, you know, I really learned how to be – he's the most competitive person I've ever been around. Really? In my entire – like, not even close. Uh-huh. And, I, and I feel like I'm, you know, in a profession where you're around a lot of competitive people. Right. Yeah. Um, but you can see why he was able to obtain the success that he had mm-hmm. as a player and then now as, as a coach. Um, just I learned how to compete from him. Um, I learned how to compete with class from him. Um, I learned how to be a, a person of faith um, and still be in a in a profession or in a that was cutthroat. Right, um, right. And so I, I just just again really blessed to be around him for a year. And again, at the time, I didn't realize it. Um, yep. I, you know, I, just not until until later. But you know, we'll text. I'll if he has a big win, I'll send him a text message. You know, hey, congrats, coach. He, you know, he's never not responded. You know, we've talked on the phone. You know, a handful of times. Wow. Um, He's he's a busy guy, and mm-hmm. you know. I, again, I I want him. I want nothing but the best for him because I, I do feel like that uh, I owe him a lot mm-hmm. um, with helping me develop as yep. a as a person, as a coach. Um, so it's uh, again just really fortunate to have played yeah. for him. I read I read a book on him one time, and, and the one thing that stood out to me in that book was 
And I, I tell kids this all the time. I said, this is a quote from Steve Alford. He said, if you do everything right on your shot, you will never miss. Yeah. I said, you got to figure out what you <laughs> yeah. did wrong. Yeah. I've got a couple good Coach Alford stories, but one, one it was after practice. And, again, we, we were – we had a great group of guys, probably the the most talented group I've ever been around from top to bottom. Just, mm-hmm. just and not only talented, but just good people uh-huh. and fun to be around. But uh, it was after practice, and again, Coach Alford, he was twenty nine or thirty, mm-hmm. so he was still pretty young when yep. when I played for him. And he would play like we, you know, not not a lot, but we would play. And so after practice one day, uh, there was a handful of us, and we, he, you know, we were kind of working on stuff individually, and he was he was around, stayed. He, I watched him again. I, I probably wouldn't believe it unless I was there. So, you know, whoever's listening may say, "Yeah, right chance." Full of it, but I watched him make two hundred and eighteen free throws in a row. Jeez. And I and I bet you. Now, in this this part may be a little bit exaggerated, but I bet you less than fifteen hit the rim. It was amazing. Oh man, it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> again, he was still young and like. Um, I mean, he was. Uh, it was just different. It was. Just you different. weren't a bad free throw shooter. <laughs> well, I did all right. I got lucky, and sometimes you know, I closed my eyes, and sometimes they would go in. For sure. <laughs> oh, you did it, Michael Jordan. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you, uh, you led free throws percentage one year uh, in all three divisions, right? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Real humble dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, 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 I'd have is. that tattooed across yeah. my chest, man. Yeah, it's, it's easy to make shots when no one's guarding you. My percentage when people guarded me was not as high. I, I think it's harder. Because yeah. yeah. you're alone at that line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can hear your heart pounding in your ears. Well, see, like I said, you know, we're sitting here talking about Steve Alford, but you know, I can remember – when he was a senior, sure. James Blackman was a senior. Yeah, and what a rivalry that was Absolutely. back there between Marion and Newcastle. Yeah. And a lot of people say that if they waited till the state tournament was over, Blackman might have got Mister Basketball right, yeah. because yeah. he had fifty six yeah. points in a semi state game. I think, I think. So. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Coach Alford talks about it a lot. So the year before I went to Manchester, and again, this is probably stories no one really cares about except for high school basketball fans, but. Um, a couple guys, local guys here. They, there was a tournament. Used to be a tournament in Marion mm-hmm. uh, downtown, on uh, uh, kind of behind one of the banks. Now I think it's uh, maybe, uh, it doesn't matter. One of the banks mm-hmm. there. They had a court set up in uh-huh. the parking lot, and so some guys asked me to play. And James Blackman played, um, and I think someone on our team had told him that I was going to Manchester, and he knew that Coach Alford was there, and so he talked to me about Coach Alford. And then, <laughs> so when I got, he said, you know, make sure you tell him, you know, and I can't remember exactly what he said. So I thought uh, this is either going to go great when I tell Coach Alford this, or get, like my playing time is going to drop even more than it probably should. So, but I, I think they had a definite healthy respect for right. one another, yeah. and uh, I think. Uh, you know, at that time, obviously, I, I I didn't wasn't fortunate enough to be able to watch any of those. But man, you talk to to people that did, and you know that's some of the the highlights of you know Indiana high school yeah, basketball. Yeah, um, is, is watching those two go at it, um, and uh, you know I wish I would have been able to see it. Yeah, it was it was it was very very interesting to see. I mean, yeah. that was some competition. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's like you're co- talking about Coach Alford. I mean, we got a college coach here in Grant County that's pretty. Absolutely, pretty amazing too. As a person as well, not just coach, right? He's one of the best around. I'm telling you, sure. you know, Coach yeah. Tonigo yeah. over in Wesley, and, he, yeah. and yeah. Our, our school system really has a good relationship with him, don't yeah. we? Yeah, you know, he he 
I think I had just been here a couple years or back a couple years when he started at Indiana Wesleyan, so I've known him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly you, you can just tell right away, I, I'm sure as you know, you can talk when you talk with Coach Tonegal and, and Coach Clark, who's been mm-hmm. his assistant, yep. Yep. I think, the, almost the whole time. Um, just two great men. Mm-hmm. You know, take the basketball out of it. Uh, just two great people. But, um, you know, when we were coaching, um, you know, we would go over there as much as we could mm-hmm. and watch practice. Yep. And I, I just – uh, just blown away, um, you know, at, at what they've been able to do. Not, I shouldn't say blown away because it, it's not a surprise, right? Um, but just, just happy for them, mm-hmm. you know, just because of the way they they handle themselves and they they treat people. And you know, again, at the at the time, you know, as a high school coach, he just treated me great. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I will always be a coach a coach Tonegal fan, and um, you know, root for that program for sure. Now, going back to your. Uh your duties as athletic director is one of the hardest things for you uh, and probably some athletic directors in, in the region. Is it getting officials? Yes. Um, and there's no doubt about that. And that is not getting any easier. Um, you know, we've been fortunate. I know we had a boys soccer match. Um, I think last week where, um, you know, ideally in soccer, you have three, but we, we had, uh, an individual, uh, an official, you know, several weeks back, he did the right thing. He had contacted me. Hey, I can't, you know, I can't be here for whatever reason. And, you know, I sent it out, tried to get other officials, you know, for a month and, and I couldn't find, so we had to, you know, have a match with two again, which is fine. You know, it, certainly pay, play the match and it wasn't any issues and, you know, it worked out fine. But, um, you know, you're, you're even seeing in sports like basketball and football, which, you know, typically bring the highest level of numbers in terms of officials being a part of it. Um, you know, they're struggling to find officials there, too. So it, it's, it's concerning. Um, you know, certainly I know it's easy as fans um, to, you know, criticize the officials and blame the officials. And, you know, certainly that's going to happen. That's been around forever, and it's going to continue to happen. But... I think as, you know, as, a, as fans uh, at any level, you know, we've really got to consider if those guys aren't there or those ladies aren't there, mm-hmm. we don't have a game. Yeah. Um, and we don't want that either. So, you know, they're not perfect. Uh, they make mistakes. And, again, as a coach, you know, I would criticize the officials as, as much as anybody, probably more, yeah. um, and did things that I'm not proud of and said things I'm not proud of. But having been on this side now for a few years and, and interacting with them, um, you know, I think what one thing people don't understand is that after games, and again, I spend a lot of time with them before and after games, and, you know, after games, there's a lot of times I'll go in and they'll be like, hey, man, we're sorry. Like, we were not very good tonight. Like, yep. and again, they have bad nights. It's a human yep. aspect of it. And so, and usually they, they recognize that, and we have several officials, um, especially in football and basketball, probably the, the two most, where they'll contact me or our coaches and be like, hey, could you send us that game film we want to watch and see? Mm-hmm you know, what we did well and what we didn't. And I think as um, uh, as coaches and as uh, athletic directors, that's what you can hope for. That's the most you can hope for is that they're trying to get better, um, just like coaches and athletes. Right, and right. They're no yes. different. And, um, you know, certainly if there's young people out there that want to that wanna get involved, you know, please reach out and feel free to contact me, um, and we'll get you in touch because I know they're begging for it. We've actually they are. Yep. done a – done some research and i know that ihsaa has a, a program called officiating 101 or yep. something like yep. that right and uh i think they they've got a couple uh high schools yep. that are participating in it um 
the average age of an official in Indiana is like 50. It's crazy. Yeah. 50. Mm-hmm. 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 And I'm, I'm closer to 50 than I am <laughs> right. 40. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but. 100%. You know, I, I, I've seen. Oh, man, I'm not talking bad about anybody. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen some officials that uh, uh, I'm in better shape than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. And, again, it's it's obviously not ideal, but it's better than the alternative. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Having to yeah. cancel games. And, uh, yeah. yeah, this is the first year for officiating one-on-one through the IHSA and um, essentially there where they just kind of have a, mm-hmm. a class offered at the school where you kind of yeah. can, can get your official's license. And, you know, and that's what it's going to take. Um, you know, I talked to my wife the other day, and I said, you know, if, I, if my job was a little different and didn't, the hours weren't so weird, mm-hmm. I think officiating would be something that, that I think I would probably at least try, especially at the, the junior high and, mm-hmm. you know, JV yeah. levels. Um, you know, and obviously none of them are going to get rich doing it, but you can make pretty good money, to be you honest can. with you. Yeah. Now they'll on. pick you up. I mean, we had that division uh, one. Victor. Victor Canales, yeah, yeah. and he, he told us how he got it. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could sure. just pluck you out. Sure. Somebody else, they needed a substitute. Yeah. He was umpiring, right? Yeah. And yeah. he did such a good job that the lady who was in charge of this conference said, hey, yep. you go get this taken care of. I'll pay for it. Now he says he's getting checks that have a comma in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, it's – and, again, you can be as busy as you want to be. Right, uh, yeah. For sure. You can, yeah, you can. Uh, a lot of traveling. You will have to put some miles on the car. But mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, again, if you weren't willing to put in the time, and uh, I know if, you know, something that – especially as a young kid, if you're willing to work your way up, um, you can make – you could do okay, for and, sure. And I, I've talked to some some recent graduates about that. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a nice little yeah. part-time job. You guys can do it. I mean – I said, and, and right now it's not going to take long for you to move up yep. and start grabbing JV games, freshman games. Right. Sometimes varsity. you can fall into an opportunity. You can. Yeah. Or make your own opportunity. Well, and, and, and that's the same thing. I mean, if, if I think if these kids started out, I think within 10 years they could probably get a sectional assignment. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's so many, that, like you said, they're, mm-hmm. they're older, and somehow these guys just automatically get – <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I know there's. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I think again, if you're willing to kind of put the time in and get better, I know they they offer a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. to improve. Um, um, I know they have you know like AAU tournaments and things like that. Yep, they, yep. they not only they're there to play basketball, but they have officials that mm-hmm. um, you know like clinics and things that they yeah. do at those tournaments. Yep. And I know football offers some opportunities, and we've hosted some in the past mm-hmm. where. Um, you know, they'll have some teams come in and scrimmage. Right. And it's it's yep. not for the teams to scrimmage. It's for the officials. Right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, again, it, it is extra time, but certainly I think if it's something you stuck with and, and were interested in and had a passion for a mm-hmm. sport, um, yeah, I mean, I think you could move up and make some money and, you know, be able to go see yeah. see great players oh, and yeah, great games. And if you, yeah, if you love a sport. Um, That's the I, best seat in the house. I loved sure. it when I did it. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely. Uh, I know that, I mean, I kind of understand why. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy sitting by, you know, in front of some guy who's got a wonderful sense of humor and he's cracking on the official in a way, you know, to where he's not going to, you know, part part the crowd and walk down there and slug the guy. Because I, I've heard some people, you know, make some some – 
pretty funny comments, and I've seen, I've heard some funny comments that were meant uh, in an aggressive way. Sure, yeah. Which you know, I wasn't. I always my ribs. I can't believe I I don't have a bunch of broken ribs because D would always be like, "Shut up, <laughs> you're getting louder. Shut up." Yeah, right. But you know, I I you know. I always like to say, hey, he's got his whistle in his pocket, and he can't get through his pocket lint to to get it, you know? (laughs) And, uh, I mean, what's the funniest funniest line you've heard Uh, out of a a spectator? Spectator. Uh, (laughs) There's been some pretty good ones. Um, You know, Mike Beater, he's got got some pretty good ones. He's probably the most infamous uh, (laughs) Mrs. Cinewa fan for some one-liners. I do know that uh, there were some officials uh, that that they they hear a lot. They hear more than probably you think. Mm -hmm. But there was one I think Mike had made a comment, and and I didn't hear it. This was relayed to me, but he said, uh, the official said to Mike, and it was I think during a boys' basketball game, like, you know, the difference between this game, between me, or the difference between me and you in this game, <laughs> Mike said what? And he's like, I'm going to be here till the end, and you may, oh. you may not be. So I thought that was, that was that's, pretty, see, pretty now, good. That, that's like Conrad said. You know, there, there are certain fans that they know the line not to cross, but they can push yeah. it. And yeah. that's what you brought up that name, and yeah. I'm thinking we got the at basketball games, we got the. Top row yeah. on the east side of the court. Right. You got some good ones down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah again, it's, it, and I know there are many officials, they're, they're used to it, and a lot of them, they hear it, but, they, uh, but some of them take it personal, which is, which is understandable. Oh, yeah, they get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to me, like, uh, there's, there's nothing like somebody who's, Who's getting upset with you as an official, and, and you and you confront them and say, "Hey, you know, I got a, I got a, uh, some stripes and a whistle. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you want to put it on. Yeah. And yeah. and when I was uh, over here at uh, Northview, and I would be watching over the Ole Miss U sports games, yeah. I kept one in the closet. Yeah, 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 for sure. Nobody. I, I probably had five or six over the <laughs> five years I was over there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I offered five or six different people. And right. No one. No, no takers. No takers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to be in the stands and and calling. Yeah. Calling fouls from there. For sure. Or travels. Yeah. For which sure. nothing's a travel anymore, I don't think. Right. Yeah, that's the NBA. Yeah, right. <laughs> step backs, man. Step back and kick your leg out. Somebody <laughs> somebody touches your foot, you fall down. You, three shots. Hey chance, let's 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 turn the clock back. Okay. Three way recreation. Sure. Did you play all sports down there? I did. Football, yeah. basketball, baseball. Yep, 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 I did. Um and you know, I remember at the time I played, uh, I think um, basketball. I don't know that they offered it as much then, mm-hmm. or as um, I know. Remember playing in fifth grade when you had the four elementary schools, right. yep. and that uh, was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played for East. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those uh, powder blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, remember playing. Uh, you know, pee wee football again. And just like uh, Willie Velarde was my was my coach, and uh, uh, learned a lot. You know, you, again you, at the time you don't know it, but you know you look back at at Willie. You know, just a, an individual that. Had a passion mm-hmm. for Mississippi football. Yep. Um, yep. Didn't really have it, you know. Didn't have a dog in the fight, so to mm-hmm. speak, uh, but just wanted to help kids uh, get better and, and 
you know, develop a, a love for the game of football. So, um, you know, again, we're just, I, I think we're fortunate. I know things, you know, aren't always perfect, but when you have people like that that are willing to donate mm-hmm. their time um, just, to, just to help young people, um, it, it makes that's what makes this place a, a special place to be, I think. Yeah. I, there's nothing to me like it uh, when, when you get uh, somebody who always volunteers and asks for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, whatever he needs, yeah. let's give it to him. You know, keep them happy. Yeah. And because uh, it always bothered me when somebody would say, well, I don't like what he's doing. Well, are you doing it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Right. You're not. So until you do, this is the guy we got. Absolutely. Well, you know, like I said, you know, because I was going to ask you about any coaches you remember for back then. Sure. I'm sure your dad coached you quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, he was – he did. Uh, I remember, you know, baseball. Um, you know, again, at the time I probably didn't feel this way, but uh, looking back, um, you know, I was just really lucky to have both mom and dad, mm-hmm. um, you know, be such a major part of, of my growing up experience. Um, you know, I, I think dad taught me a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a lot of things that I tried to pass down to my own kids right. or mm-hmm. trying yep. to pass yep. down to my own kids. You um, ever catch yourself saying something? Oh, 100% all the time. All the time. <laughs> uh, all the time. So, um, again, yeah, i just I just been so blessed. And, I, 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 you know, I don't know that I deserved all the people that have been put in my life. But, you know, I certainly want to honor them with, you know, what how you know, I've raised my kids mm-hmm. or how I interact with, you know, the kids that I've coached or, right. in, you know, in – him around today now, this doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite but is there one teacher that like really impressed you more than somebody else sure whether it was a coach or yeah. just a teacher yeah 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 um you know so when i was in junior high and i think he, he was there for a long time uh, mr sprunger Mm-hmm. Um, he was a social studies teacher, and, and I still have my Sprunger. Pack. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's a lot of people that that have those. Um, and I, you know, I really, I, I wasn't a great student. You know, I think I'm not a super smart guy to be honest with you. But he he really kind of ignited my passion for social studies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think anybody that had him, you know, you, uh, you know, the way he did it was obviously different than the way things are done now, right, which right. is you know this part of the time we live in but I think for for me um, at the time going through it certainly I wanted to, to, to do well and you know wanted my Sprunger packet to be you know yeah. be good and Christine. like yeah like make sure that things were, were yeah. good with it but I think looking back he really kind of ignited um, just a different way to think about social studies and I think that's what led me to, to go into that field of, of he, teaching. He got you to read that textbook without you thinking that you For were sure. reading it. Mm-hmm. You yeah, were yeah. just yeah. trying to fill in those blanks. Yeah. You were reading. Yeah. And I, I think he kind of, at least for me, he kind of made it, you know, obviously it was a story, mm-hmm. um, you know, but just had connecting different events that have happened in our history. Um, it really kind of opened my eyes and just a different way to think about it. And so I think that's a large portion of, of why I, I went into the social studies field. Um, so, but again, just really lucky to you know think of all the elementary teachers that yep, I'm sure I was not an easy yeah, student to, be, to have in class, and they <laughs> they love me anyway. So I think hopefully that's uh, something I can pass on to the, the kids I'm around. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a I mean, favorite teacher? I had, I had a lot. Uh, Miss North, uh, Mrs. Croft. Uh, let's see, um, Mr. Hall. 
Mr. Ballinger, Mr. Ray. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was a uh, <laughs> he, he was an industrial arts teacher, Mr. Miller. Yeah, he yeah. used to call me bandsaw. But, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe I'm gonna say this. Uh, the bandsaw broke and I split because <laughs> I remember he was he said that if it, if, it, if the band broke, it would shoot out. So I was gone. I didn't even say everybody yeah. look out. I was gone. Yeah. So he started calling yeah. me Bansall, and then he ended up being my basketball coach. Yeah. In school. Yeah. Mr. Hall, that was fun. Uh, the homeroom yeah, yeah, yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, for those, sure. Yeah. Sure. When I was in junior high, I, another, and again, just you talking about it. Um, again, just looking back, like just how my life has unfolded. And um, Kelly Coons, he was a PE teacher um, when I was there, and he was our basketball coach. And we made a connection. And, and again, he, he did things for me and, and kind of my group, like – we, he would have us come to his house to rake leaves, and he would pay us and, you know, did things like that that he didn't have to do. But uh-huh. he really taught me how, I think, to make a connection with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I left to go to Manchester, he was actually the principal at Manchester High School. Really? And so, again, even then, he, I, he would invite me to his house. He would come, and, and he and Coach Alford had uh, kind of built a relate. They had, like, a, a, a men's breakfast that they mm-hmm. would do, so – but he would have me come to his house for dinner, and it, it's just, I, I don't know, it's just so, you know, he is someone that, that I, I really looked up to mm-hmm. and, and just the way that, you know, he handled us as a tough group of junior mm-hmm. high kids are tough, I think, and we were yep. no exception to that. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Just the way he handled us uh, as honorary, um, you know, kids that made dumb decisions, I'm sure. Uh, he always kept us cool, but we knew where we stood with mm-hmm. him. And so I, I just, I, I don't know, just so many people – it's been blessed, and I, I, I know I keep saying that, but uh, it's it's definitely a fact. Mm-hmm. It is. It's I think, uh, and I'm biased about it, but Mill Township, just Gas City, Jonesboro area, this was amazing to grow up in the 80s. Yeah. And, and, I mean, me and my friends, the time we got out of, out of school, we'd watch some Yo! MTV raps and stuff like that, and <laughs> then we'd just walk all over Gas City. Yeah. Playing pickup games down at the park, for sure. That 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 was one of the questions I was going to ask Chance about. You know his youth. I mean, I'm sure summertime you guys jump on your bikes and yeah. you're going to somebody's house or down yeah. to find a ball game, right? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it was. I, I I don't remember too many days where we weren't all kind of getting together and doing something, whether mm-hmm. that uh, was you know swimming at someone's house or going to the gas city pool or. Yeah. You know, finding you know wiffle ball, yep. um, whatever, going out in the woods and just yep, yep. walking around. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, summertime is a, a, a lot of good memories. I think for any kid, but um, you know, again, just lucky to have a good group of friends, and uh, you know, we would ride bikes a lot. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was uh, a fun growing up in that time. I think just a different time. I, some of those things I don't know that you could do now, but. Uh, well, lucky that yeah. I was able to do them. That's what I mean. We we all had a really good experience when we were youth. I mean, now you, I remember East School, man. It'd be For packed. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Or then when they opened the court up down at the park. Yeah. Now you drive by those places, you yeah. might see two or three kids yeah. every now and yeah. then. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it was every. But we didn't have night. all this stuff, right? Back yeah, then. yeah. That's a and different that's, time. There's a lot more options for kids. I think. And I don't know that that's. Obviously, you can find bad things about yeah. it, but right. certainly there's a lot of things I think that are that, that can be. Esports came out of it. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, 
I, I think there's there's good you can find in all of it. It's just different. And I'm sure my mm-hmm. parents looked at me and the things that we did and be like, oh my <laughs> gosh, like I don't I remember when we were kids. So uh-huh. I think that's the natural progression of things. And yeah. um, I, I think you know these kids now will look back and and look at the, their kids and be mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys are doing this stuff. Well, and that's like you said, esports. I mean, you know, our school's yeah. doing really good with yeah. with esports, yeah. robotics. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's just different. Somebody time. can yeah. find something to do. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, this the robotics is <clears throat> it's amazing. I went there when we held in the gym. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you would have thought it was mm-hmm. a rock concert. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had TVs all over yeah. the wall, posting like yeah. everybody's score and yeah, it's a production. Again, it's, it takes a lot of people. Yeah, but, um, just to see how excited those l- little guys get. Yeah, and girls, uh-huh. um, yeah. You guys it, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's awesome to watch them. So uh, you know, certainly, I think it's some stuff that's not going to go away, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I, true. That's it, I agree. It, it needs to be around, uh-huh. uh, and it, it it gets a lot of kids involved in things that you know otherwise you know they would they yeah. maybe be on their own uh-huh. doing things. So yeah. um, I, I think they're great programs, and I hope they continue to grow. I think they will. That's yeah. like I said, there's there's more involvement than I ever would have thought sure. there would have been, yeah. and that's. That's what I mean. It gives these gives these kids an outlet. Maybe they're not athletes, so let's do this. That's like I don't think band gets enough Our praise for what great. they do awesome. either. I uh, mean, that's, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. you know. our band and choir rock. They do, they do. And again, I don't think people realize how much time right those those students are putting in. Not yeah. not only you know time in school, but yeah. mm-hmm. to be as good as we are. And obviously, when you go to other places, I'm sure you guys are the same. You know. Mm-hmm. I compare our band to, to other oh, schools right. that we yeah. go, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I put us up there. Obviously, you know, I'm biased, and I know <laughs> <Nope>. that. But <laughs> uh, I think you know the way that that our band and choir programs, the way they perform, is uh, just a testament to the people that are leading those and, and the kids yeah. that are putting time in. I'll tell you right now, if I walk into a, a, a bathroom at another school, <laughs> I'm always like, man, our janitors—they do one <laughs> heck of a job. Absolutely, Absolutely. Well, there's no doubt. That is, and like you said earlier, I mean, I think this school system from top to bottom is, I wouldn't want my kids or grandkids to yeah. go anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, I really, really wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Now, you, you told us the teacher impressed you. That's, sure. Give me a coach that really yeah. impressed you. I know that's, that's hard. Tough. There's probably that a bunch really, of there them. There really but. is. There really is. Um, you know, again, looking back, for, for me, going into coaching, um, having played for Dick Hunsecker, and if, if you were around Coach Hunsecker, um, he's a different guy, mm-hmm. um, much different than, than Coach Alford. Um, Coach Alford was very much, again, he was younger, mm-hmm. but very much um, would joke around with you, made you very relaxed. Um, you know, you could probably, you know, go talk to him about anything, um, and, and, you know, his door was always open. And, and Coach Hunsecker had that same, um, but he wasn't as maybe as welcoming. Mm-hmm. He was very, very much like he – he was about basketball. Mm-hmm. It was, he loved it. He, he spent, you know, his mind was always thinking about basketball. Um, but he really made me as a person and as a player, um, he made, he probably had the biggest impression on me because he made me, um, do things that I didn't think I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, he made me tougher. He made me really learn how to compete. Um, you know, again, and I say this a lot and I, I talk talk to our kids about this like you know in high school like I I think I played hard I wanted to win um I 
I didn't really care, you know, how I did. If mm-hmm. our team won, I tried to have that attitude. Now, right. yeah. now, 100%, I would get up in the morning and see how many points I had. You know, mm-hmm. I would do right. I was that right. guy, too. I wanted to see my picture in the sports hotline. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect by any, any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, I didn't learn how to compete until I got to college because, mm-hmm. you know, in high school I knew I was going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I was – you know, going to be on the top five or, you know, start on the football team or whatever, because there wasn't a lot of competition. But when I got to the next level, like I didn't, it took me a little bit to realize it, but I realized that as much as they, you know, I think kind of liked me and like would, but they were trying to find somebody better than me to, to take my place. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, when I was a sophomore junior and I was, I was brought in to try to take someone else's exactly. place. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it, it took me a little bit, but once I learned that, like I really felt like, um, and again, I, 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 looking back, there's things I would do differently and, and you know, work harder and, and put more time in than I, than I should have. But Coach Hunsaker really made me, he really made me, like, figure out how to compete, like, or, or I wasn't going to survive. Right. Um, and he was tough on me, and, like, he would, you know, he, he said and did things to me that no other person has ever done. Um, <laughs> and, and I... You know, I love him for it. Um, at the time, I hated him. Right, you know, I, right. To be honest with you, there are times he, I was like, God, I hope you wreck your car on the way home. <laughs> like, I hate you. But I, I could call him right now on the phone and say, hey, coach, I need to borrow $100. And uh-huh. he would say, here's two, and you're not, pay- you're not paying. Me. You know what I mean? He's yeah. right. like a little bit of that Bobby Knight where he knows if you can survive mm-hmm. him then he's, you've earned his respect. Yeah. Um, and I, I learned a lot from that. And, again, I learned things that I didn't want to do as a coach. But right. I, also, I also learned a lot of things um, just from a basketball st- yeah. strategic standpoint. I mean, his mind was um, unbel- just unbelievable. Really? Just, just no, like no one I've ever been around. Um, huh. That, that, that style of coaching, though. Is long gone. It is, it, or you, it, it, at the high school wanna, level for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say long gone. I, I mean, it has been forced to vanish. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he would. Um, it would be tough for him to coach now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for not certain. to say he couldn't adjust. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. And he, again, he's just. And his was he just wanted to win. He didn't mm-hmm. care. Like mm-hmm. I just want. I don't. You know. Again, it was just a good – the guys he brought in that he recruited, he you know, he wanted to win, mm-hmm. um, and he wanted to be successful. And he wanted you to be successful. Um, you know, I remember when I was coaching, he he left Manchester and he went to Utah with Rick Majerus mm-hmm. for a while um, and actually took over for Rick Majerus when he had some health issues yep. and, like, end up being the their conference's coach. I mean, he's, he's a guy that has been around, but he was coaching at a, a – a school, a Division One school called Utah Valley, mm-hmm. and they played at um, at the time it was Indiana Purdue Fort Wayne um, when Dane Fife was there. So uh, we, in one of my buddy, my teammates, he kind of drove up and we went to the game. Um, and after the game, he's like, "Hey, let's go eat." Like, you know, and there were a couple other of his coaching friends that were there. Um, but we're you know we're sitting at a steak and shake. It's twelve o'clock at night <laughs> in Fort Wayne. Um, and it's just when I mean, we're the only people in there and he's got a napkin and, you know, drawing up stuff <laughs> on a napkin. And, and I, again, I look back and I'm like, you know, how lucky am I that yeah. you know, I got to sit there with just this basketball mind that, 
again, it's just like none that I've been around. Uh-huh. And, That's you know, cool. I, and I got to be, I got to spend, you know, three years with him. Uh-huh. You know? and, Did you and, grab that napkin? <laughs> he kept it. He kept <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, again, he, he, he's not, he's, you never know. You never have to guess where you stand with Coach Hunsaker. Right. Like, you knew, <laughs> like I was saying, well, th- why don't you do, you know, why, what about this? And he, you know, he, his, he had a, some adjectives that he added in there, but basically, you know, that that's completely wrong. Why would you ever do that? <laughs> and, and again, it, you know, you think you've arrived. You're a varsity basketball coach in the state of Indiana. And you think, yeah, I've made it. And then Coach Hunsaker comes in and is like, "Yeah, you're still you're still a dip. So uh, uh, don't get too too full of yourself there, Chance." I I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but sure. I gotta ask. Yeah. All right, varsity. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have? A kid sit the bench varsity, sure. or play JV. Yeah, and that's tough too. I think a lot of it because you kind of yeah experience that yourself, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit as a player, mm-hmm. um, obviously as a coach. Yeah. You know, experience that. Um, I think a lot of it depends on the kid. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. and I know it's controversial, and I know people all have their opinions. Yeah, because there's um, no right or wrong no, answer. No, and mm-hmm. I think some kids, like you know, I look back at some of the players we had, and you know, the conversations we had as coaches, and you know, I would, you know, would be like, okay, like he's, he's, you know, he's going to, he's the eighth man here. Um, but we would, you know, maybe playing JV or practice with the JV and like it, he wasn't helping the JV. Um, you know, his body language wasn't great. He yeah. was kind of like, oh, I don't want to be down here. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we thought, okay, you know, let, let's, Let's practice with the varsity every day. He's going to get better in practice. You know, we really valued, obviously, that practice time as a coaching staff. And um, so, and, and there were some kids where, you know, they, we thought, you know, we tried, you know, tried to sell it to them. Like, you know, listen, you, here's what we want to see from you. And they bought into it. So I think yeah. a lot of it depends on the kid yeah. um, and, the, and the player that you, you know, that, that you're dealing with. Um, but obviously, you know, there's no, there's no replacement for game experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as a coach, um, as a player, you just can't. That's just too valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes too, um, and maybe this is a, a cop out answer. But I think sometimes too, like if it's not going to be of a, you know, if the kid's not going to accept it as a um, an opportunity to get better, you know, I don't know that it's to worth it. Right. Because um, it probably be more frustration for everybody because mm-hmm. you know, he's not he or she maybe not playing as hard as you need him. To right. Play. You know what I mean? Right. So, yep. Yep. So there's a lot of factors that go into it, but yeah, the it's attitude, hard. Yep. the effort, it's it's there's a lot of variables there. For sure. Because, uh, I mean, you got a kid who plays above JV, but he's still not good enough right. to get time in. Yeah. In the varsity. Yep. And it, you never win with parents. Yeah. No, it's you're not yeah. going to yeah. win that. And, and, and yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm a very much a. Uh, now I haven't always been this way, but if I'm a very much a walk it and talk it type guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if I tell you I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. If sure. I tell you, you know, this is the way it is, I've always said, you know, attitude and effort that shows me a lot about your character. Yeah. Uh, I'd take that. I'd take ten kids with attitude and effort over two skilled players. Oh, for sure. With bad attitudes yeah. and know that because yeah. you can always tell when that kid knows how good he is because he's yeah. hearing it at home. Yeah, yeah. And not, not, you know, you should always talk your kids up. Yeah. But you know, talking them up too much, yeah. it is 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 
you know, not a good thing yeah. either. It's everything ba- in moderation. Yeah, right? it's a balance in everything. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's a word I use a lot, but, you know, I've experienced with my own kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's tough as a parent, you know, sir. Yeah. You, you love them to death. Like, yeah. you, you would, you know, obviously do anything for them. Yeah. And it's hard to see them hurting, but mm-hmm. it's hard also, you know, just like we talked about a little yeah. bit ago, like, you know, they got to figure it out on their own. Yeah. Um, and I feel like my wife and I are pretty good balanced because she's yeah. very much like, let's fix this for them. <laughs> let's make it better. I don't want my baby to be hurting. And I'm probably too much the other way. Like, yeah. they got to figure it out. So hopefully yep. we're a nice balance <laughs> for each other and our kids. Uh, I can tell you, speaking on that, you know, because, uh, you know, when you feel like your kid's being wronged. Sure. And it's really nice when it's the kid that says, don't say anything. Don't right, open yeah. your big fat mouth. <laughs> Just relax. Yeah. I'll I'll handle it. Yeah. And, and that right there is like the sweetest thing. Yeah. Well, I think it. Yeah. It, it means that you've, yeah. you're doing something right as a parent that they feel strong yeah. enough yeah. and independent enough yeah. that they right. yeah. they can uh, maybe you know w- willing yeah. to tackle some of the problems they have in their yeah. life. And that's I mean I think that's that's what that's the goal. You know we raise yeah. them to to let them go and not keep them. Um, and sometimes that's hard. Man, it goes by so quickly. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. For sure. But uh, sure. I, uh, what do you think, Ted? Because I am like, I can't, you know, I, like I said, I've been guilty of these things and I just now grew out of it, but you can't help but want to fix things for them. And well, you do. It, it's you still of, do that? Well, yeah. You know, more so my grandkids now, yeah, you know, because, yeah. you know, the others are adults. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's like that's why it's got to be so tough on you know a coach, an AD, a uh-huh. teacher because you know statistics prove there's so many kids coming from a single parent home now, or, or then you got you know one parent that's involved, one of them that's not, and you know it, it's hard for some of these kids. It's hard for them to know right from wrong, yeah, because they're hearing it from. Two different places, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you said, they got to figure it out, and they eventually will. Yeah, um, that's like you know, Conrad always likes to ask the question about mental health. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. so mm-hmm. what popular now yeah. in the yeah. You know, I mean, it's the it's just like when we talk to Michael Yakel, you know, you can call off. I need a mental health day. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's something that obviously has come to the forefront more often uh, uh-huh. recently you know it's something that you know people our age yeah it's not something that we right. talk about or know about mm-hmm. or really even probably have thought about or my you know like our, our parents and that generation like you just got up and went. And i think there's value in that right go do your right. job go do mm-hmm. your job but i think there's also like you know hey we there's some other things that are in play here that you know hopefully in the end are gonna make you a better person yeah. make right. you a better worker right. make you that you, you do have to have that yeah. mental health balance. But, you know, after gaining, uh, I don't want to, I'm not anywhere an expert, but you hear so many commercials, do you feel this way? Mm-hmm. And after hearing all that stuff, I'm like, I've seen some people who I can tell are having an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. I can, I can see, and this, it's a kid. And yeah. I don't. They should not be having any right, anxiety. Yeah. yeah, but they are. Right. And who knows what kind of pressure they've got going on behind closed doors? But oh my gosh, like it. I don't know. It bothers me to think right. that some kid has that kind of stress yeah. in their life because yeah. at the end of the day, they're a kid. 
For sure. I, I remember when I was at Southwood and I was a young teacher, mm-hmm. uh, probably first or second year. Um, I had a student in class, like, just he wasn't super motivated, wasn't, you know, the the laundry list of things, you know. You know so one day I talked to him after class and, um, you know, he's like, listen, Mr. Young, like, I, I don't have, we don't have running water. You know, he and he just listed some, and I had no idea. You know, I thought he was just being stubborn and lazy, and and he was dealing with things that I have never even thought about experiencing in my life. And you know, so it, that was eye opening. That every story is different, every kid is different. And I think, you know, the the easy thing I think is to say, you know, we treat all kids the same. Um, and I, I obviously. You, you do have to have the same expectations, but mm-hmm. every kid has a different story. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to take that into account. And I think, um, you know, that's becoming tougher and tougher, I think, in education. Um, but I think things like, you know, mental health awareness and, and, and being aware of, you know, the, maybe the, there's another story, you know, going yeah. on. And, and a lot of times, as, you know, as a teacher, you know, you have, as a high school teacher, you know, 150 kids a day mm-hmm. that you see. Um, but I think that for me as a young teacher, that really made an impression on me. Um, you know, in this, you know, I remember he, I would meet him, you know, we would meet whatever he would come in and I would let him in the locker room so he could take a shower because he had running water at his house for, you know, a yeah. period mm-hmm. of time. And I don't, it just, that made an impression on me. And I, and I hope again, that it's something that, you know, I guarantee he's going to remember that. I, I, mean, I know. I hope so. And I hope it's something that, you know, for him that, you know, he pays it forward, I guess. Yeah. And I think as in, in education and coaching and, you know, whatever, that's that's your mm-hmm. best hope is that you, yeah. they may not know it, you may not recognize it, but you just hope that they pay it forward to what you give them. As Are you starting to feel like you, you can recognize that better since you've been in the, I don't want to, in the trenches sure, yeah. for so yeah. long yeah. that you can, you can, you know, all right, I know something's going yeah, on. Yeah, 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 I don't know what's going yeah. on, but I know something's yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah, there's there's no doubt, and I think as the longer you're mm-hmm. you're around kids um, on a daily basis, they not easy. It's never easy to see, um, but you can definitely. And some kids you don't you don't get to the bottom of. It. You know, this right. kid, yep. he and I just had a connection, and he was opened up to me. Um, but he could have very easily sat there like, "Nope, I'm good, I'm good, I'm fine." Um, but you know, he was able to thankfully to, to kind of come forward. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think you can see it. Yeah, um, um, and, and it's. Again, every story is different, and there's a lot of sad stories, not only in the Mill Township area, but mm-hmm. all, all across this nation. Yeah. Well, let's, we like to put you guys on the spot a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Let's go. Let's take a situation. We actually did it with Coach Reed. Okay. I'm going to get your thoughts on it. Okay. Say you're coaching. Right. Second quarter, you guys can get down 10, 12 points. You make two or three substitutions. They get you back in the game at halftime. Yeah. You're tired or you're a bucket away. Who are you putting on the floor start the third <laughs> quarter? Half. That's a great question. After that is half. a really good question. You know, I again, looking back on my coaching career, um, I probably would have told you, you know, when I was coaching, I probably told you I'm going back with the – I would go back with the starters. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'd maybe have a different perspective, but I think – what you have to balance, especially as a high school coach, and I think if you coach in college, I think you can, you roll with the team, you roll with the guys that right. kind of you know that are playing hot. Mm-hmm. Or I think as, as a high school coach, you know what I would probably do now 
is I would probably try to sell it like, listen, you guys, you know, this group, whoever, you know, you got us back in it. I need you to be ready. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to give these guys a couple more minutes. And if, yep. you know, if we get, if we start to slip, then, you know, you're going back in. Uh-huh. So take your rest and like, you know what I mean? I think you right. have to sell it. That's in. Um, and that's, but that's tough. I mean, that's a good that question. Is. That's and, a and really that, good question. That's kind of the answer coach Reed gave us. Sure. But then he, he went in a little bit more depth because he's like, you got to know these boys a little bit. You know yeah. It's if easy I, to punch from the stands because I'd go with the guys that got yeah, me back in the yeah, game. Yeah, keep my starters out, you know, how's it going right. to affect them mentally? Absolutely. You know, and so, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, we just, you know, that, and that's <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you guys, whatever team it is, there's rules. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. and that's like, you know, okay, which I think most places are the same way anymore, but you got to, your stud misses practice day before game. Yeah. And you don't believe the excuse he gave you. Right. I know most yeah. schools now that kid's not playing at least the first quarter. Yeah. Some of them maybe the first yeah. half. Is that? But is that how you did it back in the day? Yeah, or? I mean we tried. Yeah, we definitely tried to. You know, there were things that. And again, you can as a coach, you can put out like you know, here's the expectations, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think those are all good. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one that I thought, oh, that's not. You know what I mean? Like they're all yeah. things yeah. that these players are going to have to do in life. Mm-hmm. You know, be on time, and you know, you know, be a team, and those things. I, you know, I think I remember times where, yeah, we, you know, we held some kids out. Um, and again, it's not easy as a coach. Uh, certainly you're, you know, you, you have a lot of things on your plate. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, most often winning comes to the, to the top of the, that list pretty quickly mm-hmm. if you're not winning. Um, but I think also to, you know, uh, hopefully you, you were able to teach those lessons and, and like, know pass on to them like this is what we value like this is important to right. us yep if you want to be with us or a part of our team you know you're you're going to mm-hmm. have to you know adjust so you know did we make the right call every time absolutely right not. there right. are things we did that i look back uh, i would you know i would do differently now mm-hmm. um, but certainly we tried to hold them accountable right um, and we tried to treat we didn't treat everybody the same but we tried mm-hmm. to treat them all fair right and, yep yeah I mean that that's really the only way you can do it. Yeah. Especially anymore because you know you're not dealing with just your student athlete but like we mentioned earlier the parents. I mean so you know back when I was in school, you know, if my mom wanted to talk to somebody, she had to call. She couldn't couldn't send an email yeah, or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so again, there's there's things that are good. You know, there's things the communication part of it, there's yeah. things that are good about it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's just a, a different a different time and a different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes in, in some in some instances a different attitude, which, yeah. um, you know, hopefully you learn a little bit from every situation you're in and, and figure and, it out. And once, once our kids are where we're at, it's, yeah. it's going to be totally different then, too. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, you this just roll be, with the changes. Yeah, this is, gonna be, song. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is a, a little bit hard to do, but you as a, a player, how would you have, how would you have coached yourself? Like, that's a good question. <laughs> because I'll tell you right now, uh, you you were solid. You were solid. <laughs> Assist leader in '92, uh, Mister Hustle Team All Conference Team yeah. Captain. I thought they all, burned, I thought they burned all. Of all sectional. <laughs> uh, team three point leader. Man, yeah. you. you you hit them all, didn't you? I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> you hit a majority. Yeah. But how would you have coached a kid like that? Yeah, yeah. I think you know. Again, this is my opinion. Yeah. But, you know, I, I wasn't. Um, 
like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. I wasn't a kid that I think I worked hard. I mm-hmm. you know could have worked harder for sure. Um, but I think I, for me, like teaching me how to compete, like uh, I don't know that I, I really grasp that as a high school player. And, and may, again, maybe maybe not many high school mm-hmm. players do. Um, you know, I remember having a conversation with a college coach when I was coaching um, uh, one time, and they were recruiting a kid, and I, I felt like there were some other kids that they, they maybe should have recruited a little bit harder um, that we had that they, they didn't. And he said something to me that, you know, he talked to me, and he said, you know, I, I can – I can go after, you know, insert this player who's played for you for four years, been a four-year starter or, or what have you, you know, all-conference four years. Or, or he said, I can go down to, to Ben Davis or Warren Central or Hamilton High or Hamilton Southeastern or Fishers, <laughs> and I can recruit a kid that's been a two-year player, but he, he knows how to compete where your kid is kind of – maybe not come easy. It's never easy. Right. But um, maybe not had to compete like this. So – I think I, I would have, you know, if I coached me, um, I would have coached me hard. I don't know that, you know. Yeah. I, I was a – I, I can try to – Did you respond to that as a player? I, I probably didn't. I wouldn't have at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was in high school, I'd have probably thought, mm-hmm. why, why didn't coach like me? You know, like, oh, I'm doing everything right. But, again, not knowing. I think as a coach you got to approach that the mm-hmm. right way. Like, I remember we had a player that – probably one of my favorite players that it just – I love, I love coaching him. Um, uh, was a kid that just was tough and just kind of checked all the boxes that you want as a coach. And yeah. I remember talking to him, or we talked to him as as a coaching staff. And I said, you know, you know, I don't, I need this conversation just to, me to stay between you and I, or you know, you and you know, the coaches here. And um, you know, there, I, I need you to be a better leader. Um, and there's going to be times where I'm going to yell at you when I'm trying to make a point to somebody else because you can take it. Like, you can handle me getting after you. And I, I read it in a book, some, uh, I think a Bill Walsh book, but um, <laughs> I said, when I call you by your last name, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to somebody else. I mean, I'm, I'm yelling yeah. at you. You're getting it, but that's not directed to you. Now, when I call you by your first name, I'm talking to you. Um, and he had a lot of last names. Like, I, I called him by his last <laughs> name a lot just because I'm trying to send a message to, mm-hmm. to the other kids. Like, again, he was a kid that, that did everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I hope that, you know, that helped bridge the gap for him. And now he could have went to his teammates and said, you know, hey, when he calls me my last name, he's not talking to me. He's talking to you, idiot. So, you know what I mean? So, you know, he could have ruined the, the, the surprise there. I, I hope that he didn't. But. You know, I think as, those are things that you learn as a coach, and you just again steal from other people. Uh-huh. I would have never thought of that, but just I read it and thought, you know what, that's a pretty good idea. When you have a kid that that's a piece of yeah, psychology, yeah, for uh-huh. sure. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, 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 I do. Ted, don't be yelling at me, man. Don't be, Herrera. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use your first name. <laughs> we spoke about earlier. You know how you know there are some kids less fortunate. Now, is it a requirement from you or the school board or who that, you know, our teams, they need to do community service projects? Yeah, yeah certainly we encourage it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can't make our kids, you know, go out there. Um, you know, our coaches, I think, do a, a pretty good job. You know, especially we, we get asked to do a lot mm-hmm. of things, yep. um, which is fine, and we want to give back because, right. as, as we've talked about, you know, a million times there's a lot of people that have, given to us mm-hmm. individually or as a as a program so 
you know, we want to give back, but we also want to make sure that, you know, we're respecting the, the time of the, right. of the players and the mm-hmm. coaches. So, you know, it's not mandated. Uh, you know, certainly we say, you know, we've had, you know, our girls basketball team kind of up to that pre-COVID mm-hmm. um, time, you know, where they volunteered at the, you know, rescue mission. Right. And, like, programs and projects like that are awesome. Mm-hmm. I know our football teams have, have donated time. Our boys and girls basketball team are usually involved in the We Care Food Drive. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think getting our teams out there and we, we have – a lot of our programs that, that try to give back and and rightfully so, um, but to to say that it's required, you right. know, certainly we we don't do that. But you know, it, it is a good idea I think to give back to the people that are giving to you. And, and, and that's true. I mean, these kids have to have practice time. They yeah. have time to go home and do their you know yeah, homework sure. or whatever. But you know, that's that's something else. You know, a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of people that do things behind the scenes in the community, and they don't want to be known. Right. I mean, whether it's donations of food or finances, that's right. that's got to be big for the athletic department, isn't it? It 100 percent is. Yeah, um, yeah we, I can't tell you the the list of people that have said, "Hey, if there's ever a kid that needs to buy mm-hmm. shoes or you know can't afford something, you know, just let me know." Um, and, and you know, we try to utilize that, and you know, obviously they don't want attention or true or, or uh, recognition for it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's. It, you know, we, it would be hard to survive without people like that. Oh yeah, it, that's true. I go back that when you were at Southwood. Mm-hmm. What well, what was your coaching career like? Yet, what did you, what did you do there? Just basketball? Yeah, actually, I coached junior high football um, okay. for a couple of years, and um, was was basketball. I started out as junior high coach, and I kind of just volunteered. Uh, again, they were dumb enough to to, to let me <laughs> hang around a little bit. Um, uh, Steve McClure, he was the he was the head coach at Southwood when mm-hmm. I was there. Uh, he he. Uh, had coached at Northfield when they mm-hmm. had the the Ross Twins right. and, and played in the semi state. Had great teams, um, and so I again just just blessed that you know I, I came out of college, haven't played for Coach Hunsaker with who was pretty intense and all about basketball. Um, I came out of college and, and was probably more intense than about you know it wasn't to me. I was like, well, this you know you do this because this is how basketball is played kind right. of thing, you know. And, and Coach McClure really taught me, you know to kind of value that relationship mm-hmm. piece of it and that it's, you know, it's more, that is more important than the X's and O's. Right. Um, uh, just a great man uh, and someone I learned a lot about in, in, in coaching. I, I remember my first year at Mississippi as the, as the head coach, um, you know, we were struggling to win some games. Like we, we really played pretty well. Um, like coach Reed was a, a sophomore just had a mm-hmm. really talented sophomore mm-hmm. group and kind of figuring things out, both them and me um, as a head coach. But you know, Coach McClure was a really great, like, motivator and kind of psychologist. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling him. You know, we had, at the time, I think we had five games where we had lost that we were uh, – we had the lead with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter or less and got beat. And so I remember calling him, and I'm like, Coach, I've used all the tricks that I have learned from you. <laughs> like, what do I do here? Like, help me. And, and again, he just – just the – you know, he was like, I'll, you know, okay, here, let's try that. You know, maybe try this, maybe try this. And, uh, I mean, he got out of coaching, and I would have him come back and, like, hey, you know, just watch our team practice. Like, just watch us practice. How would you play us? You know, what would you do to beat us? Mm-hmm. And he would have him come talk to our guys. And, um, you know, just just so giving. Um, uh, and just, again, just very fortunate to be around him. And uh, there's a, an assistant coach. His name was Ed Sheff. Um, he was a longtime coach there, had mm-hmm. coached everything under the sun at Southwood and uh, just learned a lot of, from him. It just, 
probably the most patient and calm man I've ever been around. <laughs> um, and so I, it was good for me uh, to, to learn uh, from those. And I enjoyed my time at Southwood. A lot do you of, miss it? Coaching? I do miss coaching. Yeah, I do. I really do. You know what I miss the most? And I tell people this all the time. I miss the most, like I miss practice. Um, and I'll, I'm, this is again, a long and boring story, but I'll never forget. Um, Garth Cohn was the head coach of Alexandria mm-hmm. when I, when I started at Mississippi and <clears throat> He and I, we played Alexandria, and he and I were, were in kind of a hallway talking, like, before the JV game. We kind of just got off the bus. Our paths crossed. I hadn't even taken my coat off. And he and I talked for about 45 minutes. Like, the JV game was at halftime. Like, again, I was just trying to, like, soak up from right. him. And I, re- I remember him saying, he's like, you know what? I hate Friday and Saturday. And I remember thinking, like, what? how could you hate game night? Like, oh, that's the best. I love game night. And the longer I – he goes, but I love Monday through Thursday. Uh-huh. And the longer I coached. Um, I miss practice. Like I miss that time of, you know, trying to figure out how do we get better? How do we beat this team that maybe is a little bit better than us? How do we, you know, utilize our strengths and, you know, and and exploit their weaknesses? I I miss that kind of that strategic part of it. Now I wasn't great at it, um, but I I do miss it. I I miss, uh, I miss being around the game. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I was fortunate enough, coach Reed, you know, we were, we were desperate for an assistant coach. So I was able to help him and mm-hmm. I, I loved my time and uh, with him. And again, it helped me as an athletic director to see the things kind of, you know, I obviously I don't see everything. I'm not practice every day, but in this case I was, and um, just see how lucky we are to have coaches, not only like coach Reed, but just, just the time they, they pour into our kids. It's, it's pretty amazing. What is it? Like you said, you said way back in the beginning that you didn't want to be one of them that came back. Yeah, yeah. We've got quite a we few. Do. We do. Alumni yeah. as head coaches now, don't we? We do. We do. Yeah, we have. They a came lot. back. I think it is. That's, yeah. Again, I think that just <clears throat> that just says about the community, and mm-hmm. you know, it, um, it's a place where you know I feel comfortable. They feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it's hard to say no to your home homeschool uh, because you do. I think. I guess in my mind, I, I guess, and my, I can only speak for myself. I just had so much pride. I, I mm-hmm. loved Mississippi. I, yeah. I loved my time here, and I, I had pride in it. And you know, when they, when the opportunity comes back to maybe you know extend that legacy or, or build upon it, um, it's hard to say no to that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I, I think that's awesome. I, I think yep. it's great uh, that you know we have coaches that that want to come back and uh, and help build upon what's what's been started long ago. You know, that's like Conrad and I tell everybody if they're from an earth school system, saying, you know, we, we bleed red and white. Sure. I said, but, you know, once we're out of it, you know, we'll root for the county schools. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, it's, but, you know. Only, but, you know, we root for them at every game except when they play Miss Cinema. Oh, right? oh my God. Gosh. Well, <laughs> it's, so, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, my sister, uh, she married a man from Marion, and, and he was on the school board over at Marion. Sure. And uh, she started working for Marion Community Schools, and uh, this is back when Heisman and Carson were playing, and and uh, Marion was here. She was, we beat them. Mm-hmm. She come walking around the the track, and she had that. I was like, take that giant yeah. shirt off, take it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I think those are those are healthy. Yeah, yeah healthy rivalries. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I have a niece and nephew, and they go to they go to yeah. East uh-huh. yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know it, I I when when they play Mississippi, it's tough. Yep. Uh, but yep. I certainly hope they do well yeah. when they play right. us. But I right. hope we beat their brains. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, 
it's yeah. always uh, we we seen somebody uh, at the Fall Fest. I was like, man, it's really hard seeing that Eastbrook across your chest. Yeah. He was like, yeah, it says Eastbrook out here, but inside, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, that's yeah. Fair. Yeah. But yeah, you know, uh, we do. We appreciate you taking time out of your Sunday. Sure. I know this yeah. is like probably one of the days that you get to yeah. chill out and not <laughs> deal with anything yeah. sports. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I enjoyed it. No, I, I love, I love talking. I love talking about Miss I love yeah, talking yeah, about our, you, our yeah. coaches. Uh, so I appreciate you guys letting me come in and tell some lies here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not we going to let you it. go yet. There wasn't no lie told. That's, we believe it. We believe everything you said because right. you're well respected. You're well admired. You really are. Well, I, I appreciate mean, that. I appreciate everything you've done for for my family and, and what, what you do these, for the community. Yeah, for sure. These uh, geometry questions you're about to. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you got the Batman and Robin questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these, these are quick. Would you? Okay. Yeah. Whatever comes to the top of your head. Got okay. it. You're having a barbecue, a cookout, whatever. You want a hot dog, a burger, or a brat? Man, guys, I tell you what, I'm probably going to get – I can't believe I want to say this, like, over public airways, <laughs> but I, about five years ago, became a vegetarian. Uh, I, I was thinking that, baby. So, what? So no, <laughs> How I, hard is that? Do you eat a lot of peanut butter? I do, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it. again, another long and boring story, uh-huh. but – my wife had gone to the doctor, and he said, hey, you should check out this uh, documentary. I, I'm, I have unique quirks to my personality. I'm, I don't like to be sick. No one likes to be sick. No. Right. I just don't like right. germs. I wash mm-hmm. my hands a lot. Like A little bit obsessive about some things. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we watched this documentary together, and I, you know, I watched it, and I just thought, uh, I just mm-hmm. need a break. I just need to take a little time off and... I, I probably, I'm sure, will go back, but uh, I kind of like the discipline of it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, li- mm-hmm. I like the I like the discipline of it. So I I would choose none of those. Man, right. in the past two months, I've had McDonald's one time. Yeah. And the day after, I felt horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, yeah, you, you do. That's, yeah. Yeah. I felt I, yeah. real. I don't know horrible. that I eat any healthier. But mm. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I just have cut out meat here for for a while. Again, you know, I'm sure I'll go back, but um, I. There's something about it, it's, a, it's a, a piece of grilled chicken and yeah, that's my go-to. Yeah, yeah. right, right. So I'm assuming water 90 percent of the time. I try to. I've been trying to drink more water. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, again, you, you kind of read the benefits of it, so yep. I, I do my best to drink as much as I can. Yeah, I was it? never a real big soda drinker. I mean, yeah. I'll yeah. probably drink five, six sodas a year. Sure. Yeah. I, I switch from soda to tea. I like. A, yeah. I do like a Coke slushy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. yeah. All right, Chance. What's your favorite college sport to watch? Uh, college basketball. Okay. Yep. Better than the pros. You know, I I have a coach Hunsaker again. I know I've talked about him a lot, but he he was a big pro guy. So I feel like I he kind of gave me. I see it a little different just mm-hmm. from being around him. Um, I don't dislike the pros, but uh, you know, I, I like the atmosphere of a uh-huh. college basketball game. Um, you know, a little more than I like the atmosphere of a pro game. But I, I, I like yeah. watching pro Atmosphere of yeah. college anything's For sure, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that's what I mean. You know, it, you know Steph Curry, you know, like he's got band. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those, yeah. I, so, yeah, college right. would be my, my choice. The band. There you go. Conrad, right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because I know my son went to shooting camp in Ann Weston one year, a couple years ago, two, three years ago, and. He said, Coach Tonegal told all those kids there, he said, I don't care if you're six foot eight or seven foot tall, but you better be able to shoot a three-pointer, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, yeah. it's changed. 
Hey, my play was just pick and roll. Let's yeah. get it to the big guy. And yeah. yeah, game has changed for sure. It has, and that's crazy. So would the NBA be your favorite pro sport, or are you more leaning more towards the NFL? Um, you know, I don't watch a lot of NFL. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not opposed. I, you know, I like watching games, but um, probably professionally, yeah, I'd say NBA is probably. Okay. Um, I, I probably tune in more to the NBA than I do the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna have to think on this one. Okay. The best athlete you ever played. with. I was looking let's, forward to this. Let, question. Let's go. Man. Best high school athlete you ever played with or against. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a really good question. Um, I'd say the best athlete for me that I watched, just pure athleticism. Um, he, Larry Summit was probably mm-hmm. as good of an athlete that I, that I watched, that, that I played with. Um, just could do everything. You know, he was mm-hmm. you know, a good football player, obviously a track, a tremendous track right. athlete. Um, just, you know, was fast, could jump, had great hand-eye coordination, good feet. Like, uh, I don't know, he – um, he Larry was a really good athlete, top to bottom. Obviously, Pete Watson mm-hmm. was a really good athlete, kind of the same way. He mm-hmm. could throw Pete out any any sport, and I think he would do okay. Yep. Um, best athlete I played against, um, probably in college. And again, this I'm just going best player that I that I faced, like that was toughest for me uh, personally in college. There's a uh, a guy's name was Chad Tabor. He went to Newcastle High School, played mm-hmm. at Wabash College. Um, he was probably the toughest guy that I had to. He was long, 6'5", and long, like could do anything, could handle it, pass it, shoot it. He was probably the toughest guy that I played uh, against in terms of, like, my me in, in competition. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to ask you the best athlete you coach because okay. yeah. there's yeah. too many of them and we don't yeah. want yeah. Okay. Like, a college baseball field, football field, basketball court that you were just just blew your mind when you seen it. Um, as a fan or as a player? Let's go as a player. As a player, probably the the best atmosphere that I ever played in was at Rose Holman. Uh-huh. Again, this is obviously I'm, my, my scale is pretty pretty small. Um, Rose Holman, um, they played at that time. They played, it was like an old airport hangar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was loud. And, um, you know, they brought all, all their students came to the games. And, like, it, you know, and again, in my freshman year, we were really good and they were good. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, probably the best atmosphere that I, that I had ever been in. Um, and again, my, my freshman year, we played in the Final Four. Um, we played in the national championship game. And that was an awesome atmosphere. We played sure. at Buffalo, Buffalo State, um, and we played University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Mm-hmm. And both had great fan bases. Um, Bo Ryan, who used to coach at Wisconsin, yep. he was the head coach at Platteville at really? the time. Yep. So, well, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, so it, it, was a, it was an awesome atmosphere to play in a national championship game, something that you know, I, we, had, again, we had, had some injuries. So, for whatever reason, coach was dumb enough to put me in. So I, I really played more in the national championship game than I had played in several games before that. So. But it was a great experience. And, you know, something. did you do your job? Um, yeah. I mean, I tried. I, we, we, we were down, unfortunately. So I, we were kind of uh, up, up going uphill. But uh, um, it, was a, it was a pretty neat experience to say that you yeah. played in a national championship That's game. A, yeah. yeah. Okay. How about, how about the high school? stadium or field that just yeah. you wish 
we could have that. Yeah. Is it the field house in Newcastle? Newcastle is hard to, I mean, it's, it's, I, mean <laughs> I think if you know the, I mean, the history of yep. it, I think makes it even better. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of great, uh, great facilities, I think, that our, our kids are able to play in, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think if you look in terms of like just capacity and, mm-hmm. and history, um, you know Newcastle Fieldhouse is hard to hard yeah. to uh, pass up. The wigwam that was yeah, yeah, Lord Anderson. That's pretty. Yeah. yeah. Now, then look around here. I mean, that complex Oak Hill has now yeah. outside. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's unbelievable. Wow. Uh, when I was in high, my high school coach Adrian Ritchie, he played at Anderson Highland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he took a few of us to watch an Anderson and Anderson Highland oh, boys basketball uh, game. And that was a time I think Anderson High School was number one or number two, and Highland was right. four or five, mm-hmm. top, top five. And it was, they, were, they sold out. Like, so there were 10,000 oh, yeah. people mm-hmm. at the Wigwam. It, it was, that was a fun experience as a fan. Like, uh-huh. That was pretty, pretty fun to watch. Now that's no. Now, Coach Ritchie, uh, he went to the University of Houston, correct? He did, yes. Did yeah. he play with Clyde Drexler? I think they were. They he I, no, I never, I never. He could be lying to me. I but remember he, he used to say he, he, he wrote to, papers. Or yeah, something. yeah. <laughs> he, he had all kinds of stories. <laughs> he said they were pretty good buddies, and I think yeah. he he had a story that that Clyde Drexler like paid for his books or something <laughs> one semester or something like that. So that's what he said. That's what he said. That was before I, before NIL now. That, yeah, yeah, right. I remember uh, my freshman year because that's back when they used to make the freshman uh, team come in before school and practice and then shower there. Right. Back when you had to shower. Right, right. Yeah, when you had to. Yeah, yeah when you had to shower. <laughs> right. uh, I seen him punt a basketball from one end of the gym to the other. Yeah, he was a fiery for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. I, I ran uh, a whole practice one time for for giggling. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. somebody else was getting chewed. He, he, was a, he was an intense guy, man. Yeah. He was an intense guy. Yeah, for it's sure. a, yeah. I'm a, I, I would fail myself if I didn't share this story. But, you know, a few years ago I was talking to somebody and they said, you guys used to have a pretty intense league over at Fairmount. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew about that. I, I never played in the league, but we'd go there and, you know, we'd rent that gym every now and then. We'd go play. But I had a couple guys tell me, so there's this, this chance joke from Miss Cinewall. So he'd come over here, you know, they always had a good team. He said, but, you know, he would play the first half, you know. He's just a, a distributor, you know, he's passing the ball. He ain't worried about shooting. Facilitate. So he, said, he said, but man, if they got down. So watch out. <laughs> he said he would take over and just score. Man, you need to give me that guy's name. You better pray for that guy because he's a good liar. <laughs> All right, we got one more question, yeah, Chance. For sure. And what, well, we're probably pretty sure what the answer is, but okay. biggest influence in your life. Yeah, yeah I mean, it got to go with my parents, mm-hmm. my, my mom and dad. Um, again, being a parent now um, – and just looking at the the things that, that they did and continue to do for mm-hmm. for me and yep. um, my family, um, you know, you just just again blessed to have grown up and being able to have them obviously very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandparents both, you mm-hmm. know, you know, both sets on my dad's side and my mom's side were very involved in my life and my sister's life. Um, and then having you know my sister and our family, uh, you know, our our kids are, are pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, it's hard to place a value on that, and that yeah. you know that all starts, you know, because of my parents. So, yep. 
you know they they would be uh, would be up there for me for sure. Yeah, they have to be. Yeah. Oh, hold on, I got one more. Yeah. This might be a little comedic, but since we have the AD here and a school board member, um, I've been seeing pictures of. Is Coach Reed flying now? And <laughs> are you like, guys going to put some of that contract like they do the pro players? They can't buy a motorcycle. Man, I heard. I just heard about it not too long ago. Every time I see that something, I was like, "Man, is that Coach Reed?" Um, yeah, he's a brave soul. But I'll tell you, you, you like flying. You know, I, it, it doesn't bother me. I don't know that I would necessarily maybe jump up there and do yeah, that. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I'm not afraid of heights or flying. But, no, I, it doesn't bother me either. I just don't like sitting near the window yeah yeah i'm fine in the aisle but when i see somebody just <laughs> just staring at yeah, the ground yeah. i'm like hey man i feel like you're jinxing yeah, me right I'm, right I'm 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 a little superstitious yeah, on some yeah. things like black cat i'm i'm gonna <laughs> going i'm gonna go, i'm gonna go around the block there you go man. <laughs> I, get I get it for sure i get it well once again man thank you for your time yeah, we appreciate you, you and, very much and, keep and, doing what you're doing because yeah. It doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah, well, and it's I, much I appreciate appreciated. Yeah, yeah, no, guys, I appreciate you having me on. It's been fun. I, I enjoy talking, uh, talking about uh, yeah, Miss Cinewall and all the great things that are going on for sure. We'll definitely have you back if yes, you will. Absolutely, so, anytime, yeah, anytime. And we want to thank our sponsors, Stephanie Parker and PD Parker over at Beast Prints. And if you're looking for a home or selling your home, Jennifer Schwanner at Nicholson 2.0 can help you out. And uh, Ted, you're not smelling that funky today, but uh, Mama Pierce is closed yeah. today. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait till Monday. Uh-huh. All right. Yep. Mama Go Pierce check Mama so Pearson's porn. so pouring out. Thank you, guys. <laughs>